into the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 508 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb. Uh, I'm a good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing amazingly well. I have just run my first 5K in nearly two years after all the hard stuff. Very good. So I'm feeling like, hey, come on. Yeah, how did it go? It was good. It was good. The interesting thing was, uh, I've got a pig's valve going on in here. Yeah. And as my heart rate went up, it was really smooth. And I started to realize that I must have been iller for longer than I thought because my heart, when it went up, I used to have to really push it to get it working. Uh-huh. Uh, and you could feel the difference now where it's all just kind of flowing nice and easy. Whereas before it was like, oh, oh, oh. and wow. doing all that running, I, did, I didn't realize how much I had to push it. But yeah. Things are starting to make sense, aren't they? And after the... Yeah. Uh... After the fact, um, yeah, I was that well. I had a big weekend away um, with some family, and two of which have both had heart issues over the years. One's had a double bypass, and one's well, when he before he was younger than me, had his first pacemaker fitted back in his forties, early forties. So um, oh. going, going strong now, deep in or in his seventies. So uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy every day and all that stuff. But it's amazing what we can do yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a case of um, enjoy the moment because you do not know. And I, like I say, I, I think I said last week, I've had six deaths to deal with since Christmas. Mm. Uh, and it's like you never know. You never know. Uh, do you when, I know. Yeah. I just had a friend, a friend of a friend, pass away on over the weekend. Very sudden, mid mid to late forties. Very sudden, kind of. Oh God! Picked up on a brain tumor very late in the day, and but way too late to do anything about it. So yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never know. You never know. So yeah. it's like enjoy today, guys, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, I know. And it's funny. I was laughing at my un- my uncle, who's had this heart trouble for years, like thirty odd years, and he's been told by his, you know he does everything right. He's been told by his doctor to very low intake of alcohol and you know get you know some not too rigorous but steady exercise. And he was telling us all about it while he had the he had the phone in his hand while he was ordering ordering a Chinese takeaway. So. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, so you can still enjoy yourself, but things in moderation. Eh? Chinese takeaway and a bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the power of of a smile today, and uh, we'll come on to that in a little bit. Um, Liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links. We just had a little boost in, in listener numbers of late, so if you are new to the show, take a look, and all the previous episodes are there. If you want to start diving back through the archives. Um, they're all there and gold knows what we've talked about and we've probably even talked about the power of a smile no no we have we have that was the, the point was that and um, there's somebody who's a regular listener who i've oh. worked with and um he said to me you're going on about the war you're going on about conflict he said you've explained to everybody if we just smile at each other then it's it changes the way we are just teach everyone to smile at everybody just smile yeah, yeah. well we, like, we'll, we'll talk about that today um and yeah, talking about war and smiling. So I went to, I was in Cardiff at the weekend to watch the Six Nations rugby, Wales versus mm-hmm. Scotland. 
And uh, I was, well, it was a great weekend, great atmosphere, amazing match, actually. I'm not massively into rugby, but I kind of go for the the atmosphere. Very lucky. Uh, incredible. It was 27-0 to Scotland at one point, and it finished 27-26. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. I was in this stadium full of people uh, on the edge of their seats. It actually felt like a Wales win in the end, even though they didn't quite do it. So, mm. so I had a Welshman sitting on my left and a Scotsman on my right. And uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. But it was it was a form, you know, rugby is a form of war in some ways, isn't it? It's so physical and mm. some of the smashes going in. Oh, but it's obviously done in a controlled environment in a place where people. In this case, a group of men and fans and men and women in the, and kids in the stadium shake hands afterwards, you know, so you yeah. have this 80 yeah. minutes of, of war and barbarism. That's what always comes over is that in rugby, um, the audience, what do you call them, the crowd, yeah. are much more friendly than football. Yeah. I know well, it, it, the fans mix in as well, so there's no kind of away end like you get in football. So I was sitting by, had Scotsmen in front of me and Welsh people, we're in Cardiff as mm. well. So I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those kind of cultural differences in rugby. I don't think it's quite the same. I think Wales, Scotland is there's a kind of general kind of affinity and there's a, a shared hatred of the English. <laughs> <laughs> but um, still, it's cool that everyone can sit together and, you know, I think it's yeah. a bit more of a civilised way of doing it. So they're all Celts. So did you have your Celts on them? No, my the guy next to me, Graham, uh, who I've known quite a while, uh, he had his kilt on for the day. Uh so yeah, amazing, amazing atmosphere. But lots of smiles going on. In fact, everyone came out quite happy in the end because Scotland won for the first time in 22 years. Oh, well. In Wales, first time, but in the same breadth, even though they lost, it felt, it felt like a Wales victory because they'd come back so well and it was such so. Mm. Uh, everyone was smiling on the way out generally. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, you want to, so we've had a listener what, tell the story while we're talking about smiling, Sean. Um, well, we, we the whole issue about potential wars. Um, I was listening to a thing on the radio this morning um, about uh, Japanese um, polls about how many people are expecting there to be a war, and you're talking about a third to a half of people are expecting there to be a nuclear war. You know that's horrendous uh-huh. um, because I, I think that there is a a part of the human mind where we can build things and the more we focus on it, you know, like the bigger it gets um, yeah. and we can make things happen. Law of attraction and all that, you know. Indeed, I know. Yeah. Um, Very worrying. Um, but this you know, the guy that I worked with was saying, come on, you know, um, you, you keep going on about if we just smile at each other, we can make it different. So let's get everybody smiling. Yeah. You know? And um, uh, I get that. Yeah, definitely. So your you blog post that you've put on online and it'll be linked in the show yeah. notes. Um, there's quite a bit of science in there and the kind of the brain, the chemistry. And uh, so, yeah, you yeah. kind of lead, lead with a line saying the research, some research explained that when you're in a good frame of mind, your brain responds by releasing positive endorphins. So, Well, if you're walking down the road and someone come the other way smiling, they've got positive endorphins in their brain. Yeah. yeah, so that you know that they're feeling good. If you smile, the muscles in your face tell your brain that something good's going on, so it starts to release positive endorphins. 
But the weirdest thing of all, I think, is that if you smile at another person, their brain starts to release positive endorphins. Yeah. Um, so you can actually affect someone else's brain by smiling at them. Nice. How weird is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's funny, you know, depending on how you're getting around or where you are, if you're in the cut and thrust of a busy city, you know, people might have their heads down and they're, you know, and they're kind of getting on with the day. Whereas if you're on a coastal footpath or if you're out cycling, there's a general kind of acceptance or you're in the woods or taking your dog for a walk. There's an acceptance that everyone you have, you walk past, you have to say hello to and smile. Yeah, smile. <laughs> the weird thing is when I was a kid in London and you go on the underground trains, nobody would look at anybody. Right. They're all looking at the adverts. No one would make eye contact. Really odd. Yeah. But they were in their own space. Yeah. I, I know. There's a bit of a kind of a cultural thing as well. I think that, and it's not actually something I've I've found. I've been down to London quite a lot lately with work and to, to go to some events. And uh, yeah, I try and play this a little experiment because I find that, yeah, if you smile to someone in London, they might, they do smile back. And there's a bit, mm. I don't know, maybe things are getting a bit more social down there. Whereas in, up in the north, we all we all say hello to each other, which isn't again yeah, yeah. always the case. But it's funny how these like social norms can can take over. So maybe yeah. London's maybe London's fighting back and becoming a friendlier city. Eh? I think that it's less insular. I think London was, you know, we are Londoners and you know Cockneys and all that, and it's like it was like a group of people. But it's been there's been so much movement. Yeah, I think the barriers have opened. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. But yeah, a smile can be quite infectious, can't it? And you can... Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like to play a little game sometimes, but sometimes you get folks that you can tell. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't want to kind of play toy with people too much, but some, I do. I take a bit of satisfaction in kind of getting a... In fact, I do it quite a lot at council meetings because, you know, there's quite a lot of us and them at, psych, at council because there's Green Party, there's... Labour and Tories and the Lib Dems and um, sometimes there's kind of we're not supposed to talk to each other but I, I like to play little games and I like to get on with everyone so I'm always like saying hello to absolutely everyone and you know patting them on the back and just, you know trying to get them to <laughs> there's some really really interesting research with babies and mothers and they've got a camera on both faces and in virtually every incident the baby smiles before the mother Wow. The baby, the baby is initiating the smile. The, the baby is initiating the behaviour, and in that sense is controlling the parent by getting the response they want. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. But yeah. the baby smiles at the mother, and the mother goes, "Oh, hello, you love me." Yeah, yeah. it's fa it's fascinating watching parents and being a parent, especially really young kids, because you have to put on your kind of show face for for kids quite often. You know, I'm a I've got young youngish kids, but. Um, I've got young, much younger kind of nieces and nephews now. So when they come into the room or when we visit them or vice versa, you, you, everyone puts on the kind of game face for the kids, you know, everyone's kind of, yeah, how's it going? Nice to see you. How you been? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, 10 seconds earlier, you've been kind of chatting about really serious grown up stuff with the, with the fellow parents or aunties and uncles and that kind of thing, you know, yeah. the kids come in and, Oh, the whole the whole room changes, which is quite mm. quite a fascinating thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it is really interesting for me that um, a child learns 
from out of the womb to actually be able to control the mother. Before they can speak, they can smile. Right. And they're, they're learning yes. that they can get the response they want by acting in a certain way. Amazing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, into going, I'm going to schools. So yeah, I'm working with kids, so I'm not used to that, really, because I'm not a teacher as such. Um, but actually, I have a lot of my, – my wife's a primary school teacher, so yeah, oh, it'd be interesting to see how much she uses a smile and, and uh, to – in everyday action but yeah working with kids totally man you kind of to build the energy you have to you have to get that game face smile on and mm -hmm. show them that you're enthusiastic and you kind of up for the mm -hmm. challenge or that you're kind of grateful for their time and their energy and that kind of thing so uh, again smiling i guess without thinking about it is something that is a tool that we have in our locker for for utilizing when we want to kind of yeah get get some work done hey yeah yeah stuff um so yeah, what's that kind of relationship between the brain and our the muscles in our in our face? You know, like some people are have use it differently, don't they? Some people don't smile as naturally as others. But so what's going on there? I think that um, uh, what we're, we're reading out the negativity of someone's someone's mind when when we get that kind of response um, that you get um, people that are focusing negatively mm. and um and that does create <laughs> it does create issues yeah <laughs> yeah i think i talked about it a few well it's probably a couple of months ago now but there's someone i work with in the community he does a lot of work locally and he has a kind of painted on smile and i don't mean that bad in a bad kind of way because he works so hard and he uh has such a big role in the community. Mm -hmm. You can tell from his face, the way his face that he has, he's kind of smiling all the time. And yet I know him so well now, or I like, I think I do. I feel like I do. Um, that you can sort of tell that sometimes the smile is there, but in his eyes, there's kind of a real fatigue about all the work that he does and the energy he puts into. Mm -hmm. So I guess sometimes, um, you talk in your blog about how you can fake it to make it. You can kind of fake a smile to, trick your brain into mm. a better mood but uh sometimes you can tell in someone's eyes can't you that the, the smile isn't quite genuine well the, the face is split in half isn't it up and down and mm. the bottom half smiles the mouth moves but the eyes don't smile yeah yeah and yeah. That, that can look a bit sarcastic sometimes oh yeah yeah okay. the eyes are with it yeah mm. yeah true oh man yeah. i mean yeah the, the human face is an amazing thing isn't it in terms of the mm. The muscles and the, the things we can do. But, but if you think about it, facial expressions preceded speech. So we communicate a lot. And, and you're saying about animals, you can tell with that. So like dogs do it all the time, don't they? When they're inclining their heads and, and when they're looking at each other, they are communicating without using yeah. sound. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I wanted to talk about that briefly because I know obviously what I've just said humans are particularly unique. And there are some creatures out there that are quite similar to human humans in terms of the muscles they have in their face. But I mean, even even little Cooper here, and maybe not so much our guinea pig, but mm. you can tell when Cooper, our dog, is smiling and when he's happy. There's something about his he doesn't quite smile, but he does. He, in some ways, I guess he does really. Uh, but it's more about his eyes, the, the wideness of his eyes, and his yeah. whether his ears are up or down or back. And whether his tail's wagging, obviously that kind of thing. So, um, 
But that's like the size of the pupil in your iris. Yeah. But if someone doesn't like you, the pupil will get smaller. Whereas mm. if someone likes you or fancies you, then it gets bigger. And there's experiments in pictures where they'll take a picture of a lovely-looking lady and they'll paint the pupil so it's really small. And they'll use exactly the same picture and paint the pupil so it's big. And so it's exactly identical picture other than that. And they say to people, which one of these is the most attractive? And virtually everybody goes to the one with the big pupils. Wow. And that's the only difference. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've done whole episodes on body language in general. So yeah. this, is, this is just kind of a niche, yeah. a niche version of that, really, because the face, no. our faces can tell, yeah, a lot on our body. But, but the interesting thing is when I was in Doha and you had um, lots of uh, women that were dressed so that all you could see was their face. Yeah. It's amazing how expressive the face becomes, how much we use the face for communication and how much we focus on because that's all you see. It's, it's like these black shapes with faces on. Um, and the amount of information you just get from that one small bit of, of body is huge, enormous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, yeah, the big cultural things going on there. and uh, mm. You could yeah. spend hours and hours hours talking about. Um, so, yeah, talk more then about the kind of fake it to make it idea that you've got in the blog post because this is why we're talking. Perhaps there's people listening who kind of, feel as if they don't smile as much as they could or they should, and they can... Well, what, what I say to virtually everybody I work with is, what do you do in the morning? Because if when you go in the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, what happens? Because I'm saying to people, go to the bathroom mirror, look yourself in the eyes and smile and say, who loves you, baby? Yeah. And then they start to tune in. And people then come back and say, I couldn't even look at the bloody mirror. Or then someone looks in the mirror and says... I love you, and the voice in the head says, you bloody liar. You know, so you go through all that stuff. Um, whereas if you can get the person to smile and hold their eyes in the mirror and smile, if they do it for about a week, it starts to change so that they automatically go to the mirror and smile. Yeah. They're starting to develop a habit, but also they're starting to get positive effects. So, yeah, so it might feel a bit... Might feel a bit weird it's to for, at first, but in time, yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is that it's, it's actually scientific that the effects of smiling affects your brain chemistry. Mm. Yeah. So and and the thing is that if I smile at myself in the mirror, I'm telling my brain something's good from the muscles in my smile. But because I can see the face in the mirror smiling and smiling back at me, I've got a double hit. Yeah. So I've got a double hit of smiles and positive endorphins at me, you know, which yeah. is, yeah. There's a, um, my, my lad, well, my youngest lad's been reading the twits recently, quite recently, mm. Roald Dahl, and that's got an amazing quote and, uh, and an illustration actually, which always sticks with me. So it says, if a person has ugly thoughts, it begins to show on the face. And when yeah. that person has ugly thoughts, oh, it's just popped away. Um, every day, every week, every year, the face gets uglier and uglier until you can hardly yeah. bear to look at it. Mm. And while it says a person who has good thoughts can never be ugly, you can have a wonky nose and a crooked mouth and a double chin and sticky out teeth. But if you have good thoughts, it will shine out of your face like sunbeams. Yeah, that's true. 
and you will always look lovely so absolutely amazing isn't it <laughs> I, I think one of the scariest things in modern society is um people using botox to freeze the muscles in their face right so they yeah. freeze them around their eyes and around their the the top lip usually that kind of thing um what we what we've now got in psychology is botox induced depression because people can't smile because they can't move the muscles properly their brain never knows when things are good that are going on so you can't tell the brain things are good which oh, means that, yeah. that uh, gradually you get less and less positive endorphins and then you get states of depression which are due to the botox mm. nothing yeah. else i mean uh Again, we could talk about this for ages and I want to be quite sensitive about it because obviously people do this stuff and they spend money for what they think is good reasons and maybe there are good reasons sometimes, but it it, it, it does kind of get me down a little bit as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not I mean, yeah, it's not just celebrities getting it done. In fact, I have, I have watched a couple of videos lately on some A-list celebrities that men and women that have, it's detailing the work that they've done on their faces as, you know, to keep themselves looking young uh and yeah there's, i won't mention the actress's name because i love it a bit actually but i think she's had some work done recently and i saw her in a recent ish film she looked she looked quite different really but i thought it was maybe just for that role but it turns out now she's done she's had some quite significant work done which uh i'm hopefully she's happy with it and uh <laughs> to me she looks I mean, like there, 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 there is evidence that say someone's got a broken nose and uh, they're not happy about how they look, yeah? And they get their nose fixed maybe years after the event. It does change their personality and the way they see themselves, and it can lighten the mood. And there yeah. is that relationship to how I look and how I feel. It's very real. But the particular relationship with the smile is in the movement of the muscle with the brain. And if you right. can't move the muscle either because you've got cerebral palsy and half your face has dropped, or you've got Botox, you're going to get the same effect. It's a depressive effect. Right. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a heck of an experiment, isn't it, that we're running, and we'll find out in 20, 30 years, the long-term impacts as this stuff becomes a bit more mainstream and easier to get done. But, uh, yeah. Harder. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. All right, well, we need to wrap things up. I think we're going to run out of time yeah. on the old uh, meeting link. Um, but yeah, yeah. You got a resource or anything else you want to mention? Well, my, no, my, my resource is simply the bathroom mirror. And it's like, do it. Go and look at yourself in the mirror, smile, who loves your baby, and get used to doing it. Yeah. But the other resource is every, everybody's face that you meet when, you, when you're going down the road. Like you say, do you smile at people? Morning, hiya. You know, oh, lovely day. No, it's raining. Um, yeah. Yeah, and not in a, a leering way that makes you appear like a dirty old bugger, but you know, in in a kind of a friendly hiya, I'm okay kind of way. Yes. All right, that's a good good tip. Um, yeah. I'm going to recommend finding a just kind of getting in the habit of laughing as much as you can, like not just with yeah. other people around. But I've I've been watching uh, a couple of old comedy movies with my lads and, mm. and wife recently, and. Yeah. Um, like ones that probably have you like barrel laughing, like just yeah. like, really. And thankfully they were laughing as well because you're never quite sure when you show uh, <laughs> movies to your kids that you thought I find funny whether they will as well. But yeah, they were laughing their heads off as well. So yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's quite easy. You know, I watch a lot of telly and box sets and 
tend to be around like you know detective stuff or quite serious stuff mm. sometimes it's good to have a good old laugh in it and there's lots of, yeah, lots yeah. of yeah. tv shows and comedies that you can just have have a good old laugh at yeah cool. yeah yeah that's good all right cool you happy with that sean i am keep smiling be happy as, yeah. as you say every time yeah keep smiling yeah. and uh, yeah we'll see you again in a week or two eh? yeah. you take care see you now see you later bye <laughs> bye <laughs>